My tweakers will play on so grass and dirt. But turn down the volume on Dick and Bird. Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! St. Paul admitting the law and life and hitting rock bottom. Drugs in the ex-wife! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Hello and welcome to this thing we call Minnesota Foul Play-By-Play. I'm your host, Anthony Variano, and I'm joined, finally, by the Brothers Haas, Michael and Bradley. Michael, love the Waves jersey, man, sporting the, uh, the old golden, Gordon Bombay. Beautiful. Mighty one. Ducks. Mighty Ducks for life, brother. District 5, baby, yeah. Now known as the <laughs> Minneapolis Storm. That's my guys and my ladies. Bradley, how we doing, baby? Not bad. Just arrived in uh, Billings, Montana for the uh, girls and boys divisional basketball tournament. Oh, both of them are out there, huh? Nice. It yep. should be fun. Yep. I decided I would take my favoriteest daughter to, you know, her first divisional tournament since it's uh, she's in high school. Cool. That should be fun. Uh, I can't well, wait till I get to high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh me too mike uh, we do act like a bunch of kids on this show we got a lot to cover though so much so that it's wednesday and i can't even talk wrestling because the agenda is so packed which should make michael so happy <laughs> so let's start with michael's specialty specialty uh the twins got even deeper today somehow uh didn't think it was possible didn't think that there was another move to be made but they signed veteran infielder Donovan Solano, 35 years of age, to a one-year contract. It's an MLB deal, so he'll, he'll be expected to be on the uh, the club out of spring training. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about Donovan Solano. Huge fan favorite of the San Francisco Giants. Guy can flat-out hit. Um, is essentially what I'd say. I mean, God, he... <laughs> There's just too many numbers. Seven uh, against yep. righties over the past four seasons. Crushed lefties with a 461. Uh, that's his slugging percentage, I imagine. Uh, that split largely continued last year, even though he was less productive overall. He hit 301, 348, 422 uh, with the platoon advantage, but just 277, 335, 369 without it. So it sounds like he's going to be a platoon infield player. Yep. Yes. And uh, to squash your concerns, Nick Gordon is fine. He's just fine. Well, I'm concerned because we're running out of roster spots, for Christ's sake. This team is like 41 deep. No, he will take, like we discussed last time, he's he's likely going to probably take Royce Lewis's spot on the 40-man roster. People are going to get moved. He'll be um, on the 60-day 60 60, IL. 60-IL. Um, this likely will affect Larnick. He'll probably get sent down, um, start his time at AAA ball. What I love about this, though, is we are fucked last year. Fuck the Celestino approach. We are trying to become injury-proof this year. Oh, absolutely. So if people go down, we've still got a MLB squad to compete. So I like it's a very it's a very safe, cheap option. It's not going to put anybody out. I mean, I was a little confused at first. Um, 
just with the farmer signing as well. But we do need another righty bat, and this guy crushes lefties. And I really think the ball club is just trying to become injury-proof. Perfect. We like that. We want to be uh, in the conversation and the uh, playoff uh, hunt come September. So this should get us there. Hopefully get us over that 82 and a half wins that Vegas has us projected at. It's ridiculous. I bet the over, right, Brad, on that? Absolutely. I got in at 76 and a half. So, yeah. You got hit at 76 and a half? How'd you do that? When did you make that bet? Fucking six months ago? <laughs> Before the Correa signing. Yeah. Well, well done, sir. You're definitely going to turn that one around. Uh, how many units on that one? A couple. Okay. All right. Well, uh, more Minnesota news. Uh, Kirk Cousins is apparently a star. He's going to be featured in a Netflix docuseries called Quarterback. Uh, never thought him interesting. Uh, most quarterbacks aren't. Uh, but the chains and dancing on the planes apparently made him a star. So I uh, saw him recently sang a tribute to Tom Brady, uh, to Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone, which was pretty hilarious. Uh, I that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I just, where did this come from? Like, he's had a whole career where he's basically been under the radar. He's most known for a Monday night, fo- his lone Monday night football win, where he yells, you like that. That's his one, one thing he's known for. And now he's on a Netflix docuseries. He's uh, at the, uh, what was it, the NFL Players Awards, where he sang that song with Kelly Clarkson. I mean, uh the guy's a superstar all of a sudden. Ju- Justin Jefferson has rubbed off on this guy, I think. I agree. The... I, I think it's 100. Go ahead, Brad. Go ahead, Brad. No, I was just going to say I agree. Uh, like, he's he's that older guy trying to fit in with the younger crowd now. And good thing that Jefferson's taken a liking to him, you know, because he throws him the ball all the damn time. But I, he's one of those interesting guys, you know, kind of like, Tom Brady back in the day. All Tom Brady did, he was an X's and O's guy, you know, right. until he Worked got away from off. Bill Belichick. And yeah. then I like him. Once he gets away from Bill Belichick and he starts getting on social media and starts throwing the trophy, you know, like we talked about in the Bay. like Across the Bay, yeah. yeah. Like, no, that's good for Kirk Cousins. I mean, hopefully it's his last year playing for us, but – no, hopefully I it ends with that's the championship, just money, right? <laughs> right. I don't. I don't want to offend anybody that watches this show, but Brad just summed Which it up. Which is a lot, late. actually. Well, at least listens to the show. I want to say thanks to our audience who have like doubled the number of downloads from episode to episode over the last three episodes. So thank you. Uh, we could use your help at our YouTube channel, though, at uh, Minnesota Foul Play by Play. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. But yeah, but Brad kind of summed it up and brought on my notes about Cousins for this little part of the segment is it's like Tom Brady 2.0 words. The NFL needs to appease its, I'm not calling them racist, but he's another safe, boring white dude where it's, oh, funny. He does the chain thing, blah, blah, blah. It's so safe. It makes me sick. Justin Jefferson deserves a show. He's a real star. Yeah, that's Kirk true. Cousins, whatever. And I understand everybody loves Brady. I find it. I find him very boring. So like, boring. It's so boring. But what's it's, what's it's, he's going to replace Greg about- Olson on the goddamn broadcast uh, for Fox? And Olson is fantastic. Like he was just great during the Super Bowl. Am I wrong about this? Because that seems to be the the uh, 
reviews coming back on his performance. He he was good, but let's go back to Kirk Cousins. What's boring about seeing your quarterback suit up every time? What has he missed? Two games in his career? One game, one one game due to COVID-19, yes, because he refused to get a vaccine, yes. Yes, that's the only game he's missed in like eight years. Amazing. No, what I'm saying is boring with everything that's going on in the world, and I understand Lamar Jackson. I'd like to hear what Lamar Jackson has to say yeah. about playing quarterback because he doesn't play quarterback. He plays fucking running back and quarterback simultaneously. No, I just it's it's a very bring just, him. It's so bring him. It's so safe. It makes me sick. Is my Agreed. thing. He could be my quarterback any day. Anyways, moving on. It's time for. Did you know? Did you know the Wolves are wicked bad at keeping a lead? Uh, There's been some talk on Reddit about Chris Finch since it's the two-year anniversary of him becoming the Timberwolves head coach. Everyone seems to be pretty pleased, but the man still hasn't figured out how to manage that team when they've got a double-digit lead. In their last two games prior to the All-Star break, they led by a combined 46 points. They have a negative five-point differential in those two games. Uh, they're running eighth in the West, but Golden State is a half game back with three games in hand. That's the next game they play. We're going to try, hopefully, to get with uh, Joel Variano, my favorite cousin and NBA 2K expert, to do a show during that game. Uh, Oklahoma City is just a game back of them with four games in hand. So, I mean, there's no guarantee that Minnesota uh, makes the playoffs or the play-in tournament. Um, the NBA All-Star Weekend, anybody watch any of that garbage? Hey, I watched the I watched the new version of, of the All Star game because I put a hundred bucks down. Why on the you fucking do something game silly because, like that? Because I lost fucking money on NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR that makes sense. Yeah, Joey Logano chasing the new but, version. Yeah. This version been out for a long time. This it sucks. Right. Like, it's gotten worse compared to you know like when Jordan was in there. Like those All Star games, they actually played defense and shit. Like they tried, yeah. Like, who no, cares? Like, if you want to do dunks and shit like that, go enter the dunk contest. I you mean, what? I that, found... white, that white kid, that, the YouTube sensation, that was cool. He came in, he did his four dunks or whatever, made every one of them, ran away with the show. The All-Star game to no, shoot and that... and have course shots and shit. Like, it's boring. I like the idea on the Levitard show of uh, having a one-on-one tournament. So, like, you play to 10, and you rank the players, and uh, the winner gets MVP of the All-Star game. That's the old That's the old Jordan versus Bird on the NES, baby. God, that would have been so – that'd be so fun to watch, right? <laughs> yeah. And so fun to bet. No, the – no, Brad, Brad is totally right, though. It's, it's a waste it, – it's a waste of a game at the the end of that game where you're playing to a point total a yeah. to get to in the last like four shots by Giannis's team just they get the ball throw up a fucking half court shot it's like what the fuck is the point of this like the thing but, is I, I i don't mind i don't mind the setup of it how they do that because the uh oh what's that big basketball tournament that they run on espn Ex college players, some ex pros. The big, uh, big three, three on three tournament. No, oh. no, it's just it's a. It might just be called like the tournament. I I don't know. It's it's a five on five, but they actually play, and yeah. that's how it is. It's uh, I can't think of the name, but you go to a certain score, 
depending on how much you're winning by whatnot, just to keep the game going, basically to speed it up for tournament play. It might just be called the tournament. I, don't, I can't remember. Um, but as far as the gameplay, the gameplay is just trash. I mean, who? I can't imagine what these idiots are spending for seats to go to this all-star game and just watching professional ball, basketball players throw up half-court shots and shit. Like, ooh, yay, fun. I mean... Well, I mean, that's the thing is, if you put it in Utah, the people will, yeah, the people will come because what else is there to do in friggin' Utah in wintertime besides ski, you know? Correct. Like, what I'm trying to say, it's shitty enough to go to an NBA game as is. Yeah, because you don't know who's going to fucking suit up every night. Correct. And then to go to this trash of an all-star game, like, I don't know, I... Man, no, it's a made-for-TV event. But... Like it's it's the only reason it exists still is is for television purposes. Like they have to fill enough television contract and but there's there's got to be a better way to go about this. And frankly, I think the one-on-one tournament would be the way to go. No, and the last thing to plug the Wolves. I did love Anthony Edwards' little Kobe-esque comment, though. I mean, it, it would be nice if these. I understand playoffs are the most important thing, but at some point. Fans are coming to the games to watch the stars. Fucking play the game, like, is my thing. I mean, yeah, Anthony Edwards suits up just about every day. Yep. He plays. That guy really I turned that. me. I, I was skeptical when they drafted him. Oh, not me. Because of his work ethic. I knew he was one like, of the best I, shooters in the draft, so it was a pretty easy pick for me. But I'm just saying, like, as a human being now, he's coming out and, like, he's he, he does all the right things, says all the right things. I, I absolutely love And he did have a little bit of a homophobic moment on Instagram this last offseason. But, yeah, for the most part, good player, good guy, it seems like. So we'll leave it at that and move on to what we really want to talk about. I mean, when I first wrote this outline a week ago, the Wild were dead in the water. I mean, they did not look like a playoff team at all. And they went they re- one and one since. Uh, yeah, they read your fucking thing and they're I just winning games. They have had absolutely no scoring from their bottom two lines in the last five games and only one assist over the last 10 games from their bottom two lines. Uh, that is a testament to how great their goaltending has been. Uh, Philip Gustafson, holy Time cow. Out. Time Did out. we win Anthony. that trade or what? Yes, we did. But this I, this is more of a testament to you. Number one, you put this shit out in the air and we get our defensive coordinator fired and we hire another good one because of what we a do. A better one, a much better one. Now you go and rip these guys. I didn't do it that, publicly. Hey, this was only shared playoffs. with you. You two are the only people who, unless you floated it to someone, this didn't get out. But we were going to talk it's about leaked. how the wild it's were. Leaked. Mildly we, uh, medi- or, uh, wildly mediocre, and they are not wildly mediocre. They just beat the LA Kings, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the uh, Pacific Division. Uh, the Predators game was fucking huge on Sunday. They I beat mean, Dallas Stars. Uh, they look fantastic. Uh, they've got this another 21 year old kid, Adam Beckman, uh, looked really good in last night's game. Uh, he had his first goal taken away due to an offside play on the power play, but he was in the right spot. At the he right got time. screwed on. I that. thought so too. That was a matter of an inch centimeter. I mean, I replayed, I especially mean, in the time it takes to review it. 
and that's one thing I don't like about it. I mean, they controlled the puck for what another 45, 50 seconds in right. the zone. Yeah. I mean, like it should be being offsides didn't affect the goddamn play. It really did. In my opinion. No. You're right about that. And you know, as far as Gustafson, like, dude, he's hot right now, man. Like it's the the beauty of a hot goaltender, man. Holy cow. Yeah, because they gave so, up what 33 shots to the and put on uh, only 20 or so on net yesterday. And Gustafson, yeah, it, it was great right up until the end of that game where they had a man advantage. So in in was it Crawford for Chicago a few years ago when he got hot in the playoffs and took him to the right. Stanley Cup? I mean yeah. Happens all the time. Blues Hopefully, did it with like, uh, Allen, and yeah. yeah, I mean, you can get a long ways when you when you don't give up any goals. Like all you gotta do is get a penalty. That's the thing is they stayed out of the penalty box yesterday, and I've been waiting for them to do that all damn season. And if they can do that against good teams, their power play is better than most teams' penalty kills. Their penalty kill is better than most teams' power plays. Uh, they're not the best five on five team against most of the playoff teams. And we're going to find that out pretty soon. No. We've got Toronto coming up. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And what, I mean, they played those, you know, seven game home stand. Uh, a lot of home games, a lot of overtime games, a lot of shootout wins. But you got to love a team that can win a shootout. And it's just nice to have guys that can score on a goalie one-on-one. Uh, they're not going to, they haven't gotten a lot of breakaway chances, exactly. but but they've been hanging back and playing really good defense. Like they haven't been pushing the envelope, which is what got them in trouble uh, before when we, when we thought they were just wildly mediocre, their defensemen were just pushing or uh, pinching too much, just getting themselves into the offensive zone too often and letting up, uh, you know, breakaway opportunities to, to the teams they were playing against. So what do we do, Tony, then we're, We've got the wild card slot right now, but we're still borderline. What do you do with this team? Uh, nothing. Nothing at the trade deadline. Judging from what I've heard, well, again, like uh, the Too Many Men podcast uh, last week actually talked about the wild for the first time, like all season, it seems like. And both Shane and Go- uh, Goldman and uh, Sarah Sivian I think we missed the playoffs. Um, they don't think we're going to make a trade for uh, a top line center, which is exactly what we need. But do we really need one? Ryan Hartman's going bar down twice in a game. I mean, holy shit, that guy was sniping yesterday. Fuck, that was fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I was about, you know, another thing. A week ago, I was about to say Ryan Hartman ain't a top line center, but I, just, I don't know. Maybe he can't be a top line center on this line with Capri Soft. Uh, it's just. What's available to us now uh, in terms of the center market is it's just there's nothing. So Ryan O'Reilly was most recently traded to Toronto. You all saw how good Toronto was against Buffalo. Uh, I think they scored six goals in the first game or five goals in the first period. Uh, we did get Toronto's two, uh, 2025 fourth round pick in that deal uh, because we let a prospect go. Um, Bo Horvat already traded to the Islanders. That happened a while ago. Uh, so that leaves us with Jonathan Taze. He's 34. Sean Monahan, Monahan, who's dealing with a foot injury, and uh, Ivan Barbashev, who's struggling offensively. So, I mean, do we really want a rental who is either hurt, old, or struggling offensively that we're going to lose at the end of the year? I don't think so. Um, 
I guess if you're going to no. make a move, you make a move for the Blues Barbashev, but because he's likely to improve just with just playing with Kaprizov as anybody would. Um, but he's not even well, the best if- center on his own team. You know, he wasn't. So, eh, well, I think you'd stick with what you got. Well, what about playing devil's advocate, though, too? I mean, last week when you put it up and I was doing some reading on the Wild, I mean, they made it sound pretty clear that Dumbo would be traded. Do we do that now that we're still in the I mix? So. I, mean, I don't think you find a I don't think you find a trade partner for, for Dumba. Um, first of all, he's an offensive defenseman that hasn't had much offensive production in the last few years. So, I mean, he does all the he does small things that make him. I don't even want to call him a top line defenseman, but he's adequate. You know, he's a guy that you can. He's not. The ice. I think he is. I think he is. Um, he makes a lot of dumb mistakes sometimes, but I mean, that's what happens when you get old. When you get older and slower, you tend to chase the puck more and end up in the penalty box a little bit more. So, but well, that's the only thing. Like with with Dumba, though. Like I like Dumba. Once again, as a great human, human being, being, I mean, yes. he, he just had they his, just did uh, the yep uh, hockey skate thing, you know, because yeah, he couldn't little... do it for the last two years. That's where I hate to see somebody like that traded, and whatnot. As far as our team, yeah, he's fallen off drastically. I mean, well, I realize that, but that's the thing. That's like, what are you going to get in return for him because of that? And that's nothing. Why you don't trade him. Nothing. Yeah. No, exactly. and at what cost, too? If you're going to be costing morale on the team, I mean. Well, then you got to think who's going to step into that defense spot. And that's, that's, you're playing with fire as it is. Like, you're riding a hot goaltender right now. 33 shots allowed is a lot of damn shots. Uh, your captain, Jared Spurgeon, yeah. blocks like four or five shots on goal every game. So you're looking at probably 40 shots toward the net with a chance of scoring that your goalie and Jared Spurgeon alone have basically stopped from going in. And that's asking a lot of two guys on your defense. So I think, I mean, you just don't, you're not going to get something in, in return that's better than Dumba to fill that roster spot. You don't have somebody on the roster who's as good to fill that roster spot. So you stick with what you got. It's gotten you here. You're your top wildcard team. Let's see. They've got uh, three points behind Edmonton for the top wildcard spot with a game in hand. Uh, Calgary's four points behind us. Um, the central division might be out of reach. We're tied with Colorado in points, but they have two games in hand. So if they win I mean, one of those two, it's, it's done deal. We're not the diehard hockey fans, which I'm a hockey fan, not a diehard like you guys. Um, I don't watch every game. Just the twins. Yes. I'll watch every game, even when we're fucking trash, but so how many games left in the season? Uh, they've got, about the a third of the season left at the All Star break is usually about a third of the season left. So thirty percent of the games they play eighty two, uh, so like twenty. Yeah, there's like twenty. Yeah, twenty five, something like that. So out of those teams, who so do you I'll guys tell think? You what, oh, go ahead, Brad. I was gonna say I'm I'm helping us out right now because the last two weeks I've bet on Edmonton and Calgary and they haven't covered for me so. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my part to get him. You're doing playoff. your part. That a boy, Brad. <laughs> yeah. So who do who do you guys think out of the Flames, the Predators, and the Blues? Who do you think has well, the, the best Flames. shot of? Yeah. Um, judging from Flames what I've seen, team. yeah, the Blues and Predators don't 
don't scare me. Uh, the flames do. Um, obviously, Edmonton scares. Did you see everyone. what the fucking Predators did last night? I didn't. I got them at minus one and a half. They're killing the game. Absolutely dominating the game until the last two fucking minutes when they pulled their goalie. Like, what are the odds of that to happen? And then they lose in fucking overtime. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. Thanks. You helped a while, though. The Knights also yesterday uh, were leading. Yeah, the Knights game. fucked me, too. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stop uh, playing so many damn parlays. Also, you got to stay away from the in-regulation bet. That is a sucker bet, my friend. I'd never bet the in-regulation bet. Just three. Bet- three team parlays. Yeah. Guess who covered, baby? The Wild covered. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. I do pretty well betting on hockey generally, uh, but I don't bet nearly as much volume as you. So you just you got to just rein it in a little bit, bud. <laughs> yeah, but just just <laughs> keep telling yourself you got that you got that Minnesota Twins at 76 and a half wins. Boy, that's going to be looking pretty good, I think. Pretty good. Well, that's, that's a fuck. That's a that's a guarantee. That's a gimme. All right. I parlayed that with them winning the Central. Oh, God. See, why can't you just do one bet? Why can't you just do one at a time? Now you're fucking playing with fire. All you had to do was finish third in the Central to win that bet. Now you got to fucking win the damn thing. Oh, Brad. When are you going to win the Central? It's just the central. It's not the it's not the American League or the White Sox the damn World and Series. the Guardians like, are both win. competitive though. Uh all right. The next five minutes is gonna be devoted to gambler or gamblers anonymous submission. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bradley Oz <laughs> and I am an addict. Uh we all got our vices, Bradley. It's all right. How much time do we got left, Tony? At least ten minutes. Why you got some bets for us? I got some trivia, buddy. Okay, another did you know? All right, bring it on. Who is the only team? Of course we lose him at this part. (laughs) There's one segment in the show and we lose him. Are you there, Brad? Yes, sorry. Like, it's fucking, it's bullshit. Anyway. The only team in the modern NFL era to play in Super Bowls and never lead in that game. Can you name me that team? The only team to play, what was that? To play in Super Bowls? In the modern area. So that's the merger since 1976 or something like that? And never never hold a lead. It can be forever, whatever. The Vikings. Four times. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> they have never held a lead in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, yeah, Oakland pretty much worked us, and there wasn't hardly any scoring in those games. Huh. That's crazy. Wow. That is just – that makes me sad to be a Vikings fan. We've been to four, and we've never led in the game. We never scored first. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough to shut up those fucking Bills fans who whine all the time. Right. You guys at least had a chance. <laughs> Yeah, you have no idea what it feels right? like. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about another hockey team in the state of hockey. The Minnesota Whitecaps. 
are pretty darn good. Uh, they hadn't lost in 2023 until Saturday when I showed up to watch them uh, play the worst team in the Premier Hockey Federation. Uh, the first and only team, by the way, to take the women, the W, out of their uh, name because they are trans-inclusive. Uh, they were 10-2 and two since December uh, until the weekend, so they're 10-4 and four now. Um, they lost 4-2 to the Buffalo Buttes uh, on Hockey is for Every One Day, and that was just days after the Premier Hockey Federation play- playoff format was released. Uh, so. The top four teams will play a best of three semifinal series in Boston, March 16th, and Toronto, March 17th, uh, which will be home games for the current top two seeds. Uh, it's pretty obvious to everybody that Boston and Toronto are the teams to beat. Uh, kind of running away with the league, frankly. Uh, Minnesota is running third, though. Uh, they're, they've got a three-point lead with a game in hand. Uh, and the final in those playoffs is a winner-take-all at a neutral site on Sunday, March 26. All these games you'll be able to watch on ESPN+. Um, so I, I guess I'll tell you the story of my first Isabel Cup final. Uh, that's what they call the final in the Premier Hockey Federation, formerly the uh, National Women's Hockey League. Uh, I think that's what they called it. Uh, I had the pleasure of covering an Isabel Cup final because I was doing a story about these Minnesota Whitecaps in their expansion season, uh, the players working full-time jobs while also playing professional hockey, which is insane, uh, especially when you're flying commercial and uh, are expected to go back into the office after playing a weekend of hockey. Um, sometimes you will show up at, you know, Monday at five, six in the morning and have to be at the office in an hour, just go straight away from the, uh, the airport. Uh, that Isabel Cup final was the best game I've seen Yet to this day, I haven't seen a better game game played in all the games I've seen. And there's plenty. I, I call games, high school hockey games, probably the best high school hockey you can find in this country, at least. Uh, Canada probably would be a little bit better, but um, it ended in an overtime winner off the face off for the Whitecaps in their expansion season. That same season, they became the first team ever to uh, sell out season tickets and the first team ever to uh, turn a profit. Um, this was in their first ever season in the league. So, I mean, the, this Lynx phenomena, this love of women's basketball in Minnesota is not just a, a basketball thing. It's not just because the Lynx have five championships and are really good right out the, out the gate. Um, so, like I said, you can watch every game this year and next year on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the next Whitecaps game is against second seed of Toronto on February 25th at 6 p.m. So, we'll have a really great uh, game to kind of serve as a barometer to see how good these ladies really are. Um, they did come back and play a lot better in their second game on Sunday. They lost one, nothing. There was just no offense to be found for them. Uh, plenty of shots on goal. I watched the game, uh, while I was watching the wild game. Um, and I got to say watching them alive is you just get a sense that they are the best in the world still. You know, that's the thing is people don't understand. Like you go to an MLS game and you're watching like the fifth, sixth, seventh best soccer players, 10 minute warning in the world. These hockey players, there's only other one hockey federation that has professional hockey players, uh, women's professional hockey players uh, that they compete with. And so, and most of those are Canadians. I'd imagine simply because they have a lot more teams in Canada. Um, they travel to China, I believe, to play some of their games, too. Uh, so 
it's just some of the best hockey that you can see. Uh, it's cheap. I paid $25 for center ice tickets. And uh, like I said, DSPN covers it so you can watch it at home. That's what I was doing on uh, the playoff game at the bar before the, when you guys went to the stadium for the Vikings game, Vikings and Giants. Oh, the day I renounced my Vikings fandom until Brian <laughs> Flores arrived. Uh, I was watching the Whitecaps kick the living crap out of I can't even remember uh who but yeah i was hooting and hollering in the bar and everybody's like what the hell are you watching game hasn't started yet it's like oh women's hockey bro women's hockey <laughs> <laughs> on my uh on my iphone so i had a blast at the game i thought it was a great time it was my first white caps game at the richfield arena uh where they play now they used to play at tria arena which is a small smaller arena with seating of only one side so and it was the first ever sellout in richfield arena history so I was there for that too. Uh, so yeah, women's hockey, fucking fantastic. I hear uh, you want to become a fr- fan, Michael. Uh, do you have no? PSP and I would. Talks? I'd like to plug your little uh, Go Gonzo journal. I did read the. Oh, thanks. Uh, your story on that, and that's that kind of drew me in. I mean, I'm. No, the last I think we brought it up uh, on one of these discussions we've had. Um, when we were out in Minnesota for that game, like I love when you hit that North Dakota, Minnesota border and you're in sports bars. Should I think three of like the 10 TVs had high school girls, hockey, high school right. and college girls, hockey. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, you'll be able to watch the, uh, the girls and boys high school hockey uh, playoffs on Bali sports and Bali sports plus as well. They air uh, those games. So that's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, just to finish the plug on your, your article, I mean, it was, you did a hell of a job of showing and you, you kind of described it here of what these fucking women have to do just to play a sport they love. First of all, um, not to mention the periods, like that's the other thing is like the Tiger Woods pulling out the tampon and giving it to, I can't remember who it was for not out driving him. And then having to apologize for it. And it's just like, are we not over this misogyny yet? Like, guys, come on. These women go out and, you know, play while they're, you know, during their menstrual cycles. And if you ever experienced anything like that, you would not be playing golf, Tiger. I'm sorry. So, no. So, I I started doing some uh, looking into the team because I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't mind women's hockey. I've never followed the Whitecaps before, though. But so, out of... Jonna Albers, Natalie Snodgrass, Sydney Morin. Who do you take? Who's your oh, favorite? Albers is my out? favorite because she's got breakaway speed. Like that's that's what that? I've always Albers. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's what I've always loved about the sport. Is my favorite player from the beginning was Eric Halla, just because once a guy got a breakaway, man, he was you. There was no one on the ice who could catch him. Uh, he's had a knee injury since and a surgery that slowed him down, but. Uh, yeah, I, I love that breakaway speed. So yeah, she's, she's definitely, if I were going to get a number on a, on a Jersey, on a sweater, it would be hers. Can this, can this team pull an upset in the uh, semifinal? In the semifinal, I think they can win two out of three on someone's home ice. Yeah. Uh, especially from what I saw in their Sunday game, because they can defend with anybody. Uh, on Saturday, they couldn't stay out of the penalty box. Um, they looked frankly, just a step slower. Um, and that, that's what happens when you work a full-time job and have to play hockey, you know, and practice and all of that and raise kids. Uh, so it's understandable where you have an off day every once in a while, 
Um, they're well, it's gotta old- be tough. It's got to be tough to get into rhythm as well if you're only playing a couple a couple games a week. Yeah, you don't yeah. get much practice. Schedule has a lot of. I mean, yeah. they played Sunday. They won't play again until the 25th. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good solid week off. Yeah, but no, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting into uh, more white Whitecaps hockey, and uh, it's nice seeing Minnesota teams win. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's it's nice to be in it. I mean, it just it feels like the Twins have been winning for us for quite some time now. We've been on a high since popping that court for Carlos Correa. If y'all want to see our, I don't know, I, I guess I would I call it the trailer for this show. If you're going to see what this show is all about, we like to have fun here, and uh, we had fun that day, boy. I tell you, uh, I bought a bottle of champagne for. The, be- the what we call the biggest win that this team, the Minnesota Twins, will have in six years because it very well could be. And when you don't have players like that show up very often and stick around, you celebrate something like that, even if they do get hurt and end up having a goddamn ankle surgery that costs them two seasons. Because we we're just happy to have you, Carlos. You know, still well, yeah. happy to have you. No, Tony, and I understand you're the host. I was wondering if I could pose a question to my brother, though. Since I would love the, for you to post it, but he's not here. <laughs> fucking Jesus! Yeah, it's, I mean that's what happens when you go to Billings, man. You just your you know your cell reception goes to shit, and he's got kids. I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> he's probably got a bet he's watching, and he's like, eh, I, "I'm losing it, man. I'm gonna lose another two units. Fuck shit." So what would you ask him though? We'll ask him on the show. Ask, then, when, what? What day do the Vikings finally, and I'm not saying this in a joyful manner, but when do they finally cut ties with Adam Thielen? This Hometown season. Favorite. I think this is the season. Yeah, I think. No, I know. I'm wondering what day. We're approaching oh. important deadlines where we've got to get our cap situation in order, and I just don't see him on the team. I, um, think, I, I know think Brad's already said that he, uh, he doesn't see them on, on the team either. Um, no, it's a pretty deep wide receiver room. I mean, Jesus, uh, with the uh, arrival of uh, uh, Osborne, KJ Osborne, that just seems like we've got a plethora of options at wide receiver, especially if we hold on to our tight ends as well. Like, I, no, I'm, I think it's uh, over the next couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to see what uh, subtractions we've got in, in this offseason for the Vikings. I'm gonna love to see what uh, what they do to our defense. Oh Just... gosh, I am so excited for Brian Flores. That should be enough to improve this defense at least to the top of the bottom tier. Like at least we won't be at the bottom of the bottom tier. But if we can get to that point where we're like the 66 percentile rather than like the the well, I guess it'd be backwards, you know. But uh, second to last no. is is terrible, effing terrible, and. Uh, I mean, no. also, I think even if we are second to last, at least we'll be aggressive in second to last. I'd much rather blitz a bunch and get beat every once in a while than never blitz at all and just play it safe. Because that shit was hard to watch. No, it's very fucking hard to watch. Just to watch teams march down the field where it's just... Systematically. Just find a wide open guy every goddamn play. Yeah. Or wide open space on run plays. No. Just horrible. Horrible. Two minute warning. 
anything to add, Michael, on today's show, which was jam-packed, so jam-packed, I can't even talk to you about AEW wrestling, except Orange Cassidy. We are you to, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy's going to hopefully retain the All-Atlantic Championship. Um, I'm glad you did that. I, th- I thought that was a Lady Gaga shirt for a minute, but no. <laughs> but it, it's basically toss-up. That should be the main event tonight. We've also got the Tag Team Battle Royale, folks. Woo! God, I love me a Tag Team Battle Royale. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Tony Khan has a very important announcement he'd like you to, to hear, so tune in, even though this is going to probably be published after the show is over. <clears throat> All right. I'd like to thank Michael Haas. Our baseball expert for joining us. I'd like to thank Bradley Haas for his short appearance on today's show. Uh, <laughs> and I'd like to thank all of you for listening to us and uh, doubling our audience uh, episode over episode over episode. Next week, next week, spring training games begin, baby. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we'll have another all baseball oh. episode for you. In the last three seconds, final twins blurb in here, Jung Ho Park reported that Kirillov's been doing getting work at first, Austin Martin at second, and then we got Gallo in left field for initial defensive drills. So, beauty. I'm oh getting... man, we're Jones and baby. We got a baseball boner, <laughs> babies. All right, I'm Anthony Mariano, your host of Minnesota Foul Play by Play. You can find us at foulplayplay.com on YouTube at Minnesota Foul Play by Play on TikTok at Minnesota Foul Play by Play on Twitter at Foul Play by Play. Uh, we don't really tweet much though because Elon Musk sucks. Uh, and uh, keep it fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. Love you. Bye. Bye.